What's good, YouTube? Welcome back to the Shooter Straight Podcast. It's your co-host, Zach. And I'm Blue. And thank y'all for checking out uh, episode seven and subscribing, liking, commenting, everything like that. Y'all have been running it up like crazy. So I, I can't even express my gratitude no more because it's just getting so crazy to where I'm just thankful. You know, every single video, I just come on here and say that I'm thankful. I mean, I, that's how it continues to be. Of course. And I feel the same way. And I appreciate you guys now tuning in to episode eight. Yeah, man. But uh, let's just get straight into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's go straight into it with the NBA, like always. And honestly, this is one of the most appalling quotes I might have ever heard. Draymond Green breaking the news again with his podcast. Obviously, people debating about his podcast, whether or not it should even be going on. You know, because in the NBA, that's to, that's to each their own. However, he did say with J.J. Redick on his podcast, we would not have beat the Cavs coming back around without Kevin Durant. And he said this when he was asked uh, about by J.J. Redick about uh, the Cavs. So do you think that the Warriors could have beaten the Cavs coming back around after choking the 3-1 without yeah, they, Kevin Durant? They couldn't have beat the Cavs without Kevin Durant. There was no way that was happening. No way? No way. They needed Kevin Durant because, you know, the Cavs had LeBron. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because he said it, uh, and when he started to elaborate on the quote, he said that one of the main reasons why they needed Kevin Durant so much was because Steph Curry couldn't create his own shot. Of course. Which to me is kind of just crazy. To Come say, on, man. To say Steph Curry couldn't create his own shot. One of the most dynamic scorers of all time. Kyrie Irving and LeBron James at that time, they were in lock. Oh, no, sink. of course. I, I, I actually, I agree. And I think that they needed Kevin Durant. Although I'm, as a LeBron kind of fan, kind of stings me to this day that Kevin Durant did go there because I think cost LeBron a couple championships. Of course. And I think kind of stat-padded Kevin Durant's legacy, stat-padded Steph Curry's legacy. I mean, let's just be real. That team was not fair, but it, it, that was their only way of beating the Cavs team because that Cavs team was just so well put together and strong as well. You know and I mean? if we're being honest, no one expected that comeback. Of, no. And it's, that's another thing. I think it's crazy how the dynamic kind of switches because if you remember back in 2016, like when they were down 3-1, nobody was thinking, oh, this Cavs team is great. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one is thinking that the Warriors need Kevin Durant on top of this. Exactly. And then the Cavs turn it, turned it up. They win three straight games, and now five years later, here we are saying they needed Kevin Durant. You know, it's just crazy how I think the dynamic kind of switches over time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think – Draymond overall is is actually right with this quote. I think the part that gets me is not the fact that they needed Kevin Durant, but it's that Steph Curry couldn't create his own shot because that's appalling to me. The two-time, at the time, back-to-back -back MVP couldn't create his own shot on offense. You know what I mean? And, and Draymond is, let's just be real, Draymond is like nothing without Curry. Because not only on offense, but Le on defense, LeBron just knows how to control the court. yeah. Like, in, well, LeBron knows how to control, yeah. Well, Le Draymond would give credit you know, to LeBron because LeBron controls the game on offense and defense. Exactly. Like, his presence alone, his basketball IQ is so high. You know what I mean? That's what sets him apart from a lot of other players. And even in terms of the GOAT race, for me, that's what kind of sets him apart because of his IQ and knowledge of the game is so high. And that, that's why it's just been a gift to watch him play so long. I mean, let's be real, ever since I've been watching basketball, I've been blessed with the opportunity to chance to watch LeBron. Yep. So it's just, it's it's good. But overall, I just think that it's just, I don't know why Draymond would even bother saying this. You know what I mean? Unless it's just creating speculation and creating, stirring up the pot. You know, because he's trying to build up his podcast. Honestly, I think Draymond is more focused on his podcast than anything else now. I feel like he's just trying to build that up. But he did win. He did win the chip, of course. But he's definitely and a lot of people doubted him because there were some games where he had a poor performance. Me, myself included. You had to. You you, you told me a, a few times behind the scenes, like you're sleeping on Draymond. It's still Draymond. And I was telling you, I was like, bro, if you're watching the same game as me, Draymond Green, this is the. I mean, he was just breaking everything. He was playing bad. Couldn't even pass. Couldn't play no defense. He was getting cooked. I knew he had it in him. But he did kind of clutch it up and was a big reason why they were able to end up closing out the Celtics in six and win the championship. You know what I mean? So I, I give Draymond I, – I like, I like it. You know what I mean? Overall. You know what I mean? I like it. 
Now, what do you think about Stephen Curry, Steph Curry hosting the ESPYS? I, I think it's pretty cool. Well, I know, like I said, we were just looking at this list before the pod, and not many athletes have ever hosted the ESPYS. Only the best, specifically, of, not many NBA players. Yeah, but not many athletes in general. So I yeah. think it's like the best of the best athletes get to do this. And right now, Curry's pretty much on top of the world. I think he's earned this spot. I think he's earned the right to be able to do this. You know, only to be the second NBA player to ever do it behind LeBron. And I think it's fitting anytime LeBron and Curry are the first two players to do something because they're just two generational talents that just should be appreciated. And he's won a couple of awards from the ESPYs. Like, he's won um, the best NBA athlete, what, twice now? Yeah. And, and been he, nominated a couple times. And he, I mean, I'd be surprised if he didn't win that potentially this year. Of course. You know, I don't know if, you're, he'll, if he can win given he's the host. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But it'd be crazy to think that Curry shouldn't be in that category again as the best NBA player, especially given what we just saw. I think overall, I'm excited to see how Curry hosts the ESPYs. I mean, I haven't really seen him do too much things like this in the past. I think it'll be interesting. We know he excels on the court, but will he excel off the court hosting the biggest kind of show like this for sports? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Do you think he'll fare well? And how do you think the show will even be? I think it'll be good because you can tell that he has a good personality to him. I agree with that for sure. Like he's not too cocky or anything like that. I think he has the perfect balance of like the jokes that you need to be the host and like no one, but also the right balance of the respectfulness and the way Curry kind of is known for handling himself. He has like that perfect balance. He's one of the most likable guys in the league. Besides yeah. the fact he plays for the Warriors, which is one of the most unlikable teams in the NBA, in my opinion. But Curry, besides the fact he plays for the Warriors, is one of the, the best and overall guys in the league, I would say. Just a, just a great guy and a great player. Iconic. What more can you say about Curry? For sure. Now, we spoke about LeBron and him. Before Steph Curry, it was um, LeBron hosting the SPZ, the only other NBA athlete. What do you well think deserved. about him, the rumor of him going back to Cleveland? For the third time. I'm not going to lie. If LeBron is to leave the Lakers, Cleveland is a decent option. But it's not his best. Option. I don't think it's his best option. I think the same. I'm not going to lie, Cleveland, since LeBron have le has left, they built up a, uh, a good core of young players. They have Colin Sexton, who might leave in free agency right now. We'll see. Um, but Darius Garland, you know, they got some good young talent. And I think if you slot LeBron in, you know, they would have a, a good core. But that's only if LeBron is playing at the level he's playing now. And LeBron would not be eligible to sign for the Cavs, not this season, but next season. Year 21. So the real question is, is can year 21 LeBron, approaching 40 years old, carry a young Cavs team to a championship again? This would not be the first time he's doing it. And let's be real. If he does end up doing this, it would be one of the most impressive things I might have ever seen, especially as for an NBA player at 40 years old to carry uh, Garland and Mobley to a championship as their second and third best players would be unbelievable. But... I just don't think at this point in his career that he's looking to leave for Cleveland if he does even leave L.A. Because it just doesn't make sense. The business opportunities in L.A. are, are there, and he can contend for a championship. I know we were talking about him going to the Warriors. Now, that would be a way better option. What do you think? I personally believe so. I mean, obviously, yeah. in terms of winning, obviously, like that's a no-brainer option. Like They would just win championships. In terms of, like, I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think Adam Silver would let it happen. I don't think LeBron would <laughs> want that to happen. Like, I just don't I think. I don't know. He said he wants to play with Draymond. But I just don't, like. I think Draymond even said he would love to play with him. But given it's the Warriors, like, I just don't think LeBron could jump ship like that. If, if they linked up on a different team, I could see that. I could definitely see that, them linking up on a different team. However, LeBron going to the Warriors, although for his legacy, it would be great. It would be honestly one of the best teams of all time. I mean, it would just be fun basketball to watch. LeBron and Curry on the if, same team. If LeBron went to the Warriors, would they be better than Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls? Yes. Kobe and Shaq's Lakers? Yes. So, some would call it a bold take, but even if it's year 20 LeBron, or, or you know, if, like approaching 40 LeBron, it doesn't matter. LeBron, Curry, Clay, with that, those role players around him. Le LeBron and Curry alone, that would just be the – 
I can't even fathom it. Just to thinking about it, it would be the greatest team in NBA history. All but, right, but I don't think LeBron will leave the Lakers anyway. I don't that, think my, so too. That's my personal belief that he's going to stay w- with the Lakers unless he gets the opportunity to go with Bronny. Why would he leave the Lakers if he's not going with Bronny? That's my that's my opinion. And I don't know where Bronny's going to go. We spoke about Bronny. He's not going to be no number one draft pick. He's going to be a mid rounder. So he's going to be going to some. I don't know. Team. He could know. he could develop in college and become a top draft pick and go to a really crappy team. Yeah, but I just I Bronny on the Hornets. <laughs> With Michael Jordan as the owner. No, no, I think we did talk about like that, that that possibility. And I think it would be an interesting possibility. I just don't if think. If Michael Jordan was an owner and, and LeBron, LeBron was a playing with Bronny player. Too. That would be a crazy storyline, but like I just don't with see LaMelo. it. With LaMelo. Yeah, I just don't see it. That would be crazy. I ultimately, like I see Bronny obviously getting drafted in like the mid-verse round. Because that's yeah. what he's kind of projected to be by the time he gets to that point. Unless he takes a bigger leap even more. But like. We don't know, you know. At least when if you're judging high school players, you really never know what you're getting. It's just a flip of a coin if he's going to be what you expect him to be, or maybe better. So then know. let's talk about the now and the NBA, NBA draft. draft. Let's see if LeBron can get some help. Scotty, Scotty Pippen Jr. and Shaq's son, Sharif O'Neal. Sharif O'Neal. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're going to help LeBron this season, maybe. Like I don't know if they're gonna be like they're not gonna be impact players necessarily this season. Well, you know after we saw, you know they signed him on like a two way deal and like to a summer league contract. So ultimately, it's like prove it. You know what I mean? I I I like the risk though because there's literally no risk involved. And I think anytime we just saw it with Gary Payton, uh, the second with the Warriors, when any I think anytime you've got legendary blood in you like that, whether it's Gary Payton or whether it's Scottie Pippen or whether it's Shaq. I think it's good to bet on those guys excelling in the NBA if they are given the right opportunities. Of course. And and I think we saw it with Gary Payton the second. The Warriors one of the best organizations in the league in terms of player development. And we saw, although it did take a long time, we saw where Gary Payton got to this season and was one of the main contributors in getting them to this championship. And now it's looking like he's going to get a big payday. Some, not a big payday, but a decent payday somewhere else. So... Are the Lakers the team that can develop Scottie Pippen Jr. and Sharif O'Neal? I don't know. The Lakers are historically great with big men, so I do like Sharif O'Neal. Ultimately, Sharif O'Neal, it's it's more on him to do, to develop himself. Can he build up that motor? Can he beat his man one-on-one? You know what I mean? Ultimately, Who do you think is going to be better at the end of the day? Between them two? Between them two. In the NBA. In like, the like, NBA. Like, by the time their career is over. Within so, the next five years. I think I th- I'm going to say Sharif O'Neal. I think Sharif O'Neal has a higher ceiling than Scottie Pippen Jr. I think Scottie Pippen could be an immediate kind of role player, like a sick, like a bench guy. He'll get like a three. You know, he can get you some threes. Probably needs to work on his defense. You know, he's not a great defender. But if you need some scoring, like I'm thinking, like a Peyton Pritchard from the Celtics, you know the white, you know you remember him. Yeah, I think Sharif O'Neal will be better as well because he's a big man that can shoot. Exactly. And he can take the ball up court, so he's quick on his feet. Exactly. It's, it's dangerous. It's really, it's really going to come down to his health because we know he has the he had the heart condition, and if he's going to put in the work. Yeah. Ultimately, I think what's kind of halted his development is that injury yeah because before that injury people were talking about him being a great nba prospect and then he kind of phased away because he had the unfortunate injury and now he's back and a lot of teams i don't think were willing to take that risk on him because of the health factor the lakers did as an undrafted rookie and i love it for them it's no risk at all you know what i mean no risk at all to um to, to sign Sharif O'Neal, and ultimately I think it's going to be a good signing. But I do think Scottie Pippen is better right now at this moment. We saw it. You know, he's a great three-point shooter, and he's more polished in terms of an NBA prospect. For sure, I can agree with that. But but I I don't know. I don't think you're giving enough credit that Scottie Pippen, to Scottie Pippen Jr. Not. No, I think I think he's a good all-around player, as in... He, he can move the ball around court. Yeah, he has a good, really good court vision. We saw, we saw that on the tape. We were looking at uh, 
his Vanderbilt. You know, we we saw his his gameplay against our Gators. Yeah, you know, playing for and Vanderbilt. I respect Court Vision a lot, and he, and he's where he has really really good timing on defense. So he's I feel like he's gonna master that craft, and he's gonna be able to be a really really good all around player. I really do think that if he can work on his defense, he could be a really good three and D role player. I think that's kind of Scottie Pippen Jr.'s ceiling right now at this moment is a good 3 and D role player. Ultimately, we'll see, you know, if he can develop every aspect of his game, I think we're looking at, you know, you, God knows the ceiling is this limit from there. You know what I mean? If you can develop your whole game. But ultimately, the Lakers are not the biggest storylines in this draft. The biggest storylines in this draft was obviously uh, the Magic getting Paolo Benchero number one. Chet Holmgren going number two to OKC, and then uh, the Rockets getting, uh, I think it's Jalen Green, I forgot his name. Uh, I forgot his name. Smith, I think. But ultimately, who do you think will be the best draft pick out of this NBA draft? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I haven't done enough, I haven't done enough research on the players. Yeah, we, we did just get to see Chet Holmgren. Yeah, we did. What do you think about him? A lot of uh, he's the most one of the more scrutinized prospects. They saying like because he's well, you saw him, he's lanky, real tall. He can get bodied in the post. However, he does have some dribbling ability. You saw him. Do you think you think he could do something? I think there's probably someone else that's better. Definitely that got drafted. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Ultimately, I think the Pistons had the best draft. Okay, because I think they had. They had Jalen. They got uh, Ivy. From um, they drafted Ivy, who fell to them. It was a really good pick. And then they got the trade with the Knicks for Jalen Duran, who the Knicks thought they had a great deal, and then they ended up getting robbed. They got fleeced. The, the, the Pistons got Jalen Duran and um, Ivy, and obviously building around Kate Cunningham, who was the number one draft pick last year. I think the Pistons have a really solid foundation building for the future. I really like this Pistons team. I'm not going to lie. I think they have a lot of potential. A lot of potential. All right. You ready to shoot it straight into the free agency? Yeah, let's go straight into it with uh, potentially the new NBA title favorites because John Wall moves to the Clippers after his contract buyout with the Rockets. Do you think John Wall puts the Clippers over the top as the title favorites for next year? Hell no. No? He's not going to put up the performance that he needs to. John Wall, I don't see it. No? I don't see it. I don't see it. And I and I honestly think that there's better teams in, in that division that's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're necessarily going to become – favorites in the western conference now just because of john wall no definitely not i think that anyone who's putting up that mentality is, is just wrong because john wall is not the same player that he was before i mean if you if you think that the clippers are getting washington wizards john wall you have another thing coming for you i don't think anyone is expecting that however i do think he's going to be a role player now i do think he will have an impact on the clippers however it's not good enough I don't understand why anyone would believe in the Clippers. A notorious, like, they just always find a way to choke. You really think that George Paul, yes, George Paul, because he's, I don't even call him Paul George because he's trash most of the time, especially in the playoffs. George Paul. George Paul is not going to get it done. You know, Kawhi, you never know if he's going to be healthy. John Wall is, is was washed. You know, like, those, <laughs> these are the guys you're relying on to win you a championship. If everything goes right. You think John Wall is washed? But we were just talking about it. We know John Wall is washed. He he was literally getting paid forty million dollars to sit the bench. Bench. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. From John Wall's perspective, the best contract in NBA history because he was getting paid to do nothing. But not just paid a little bit. Paid forty million dollars. One of the one of the biggest contracts in the NBA like, at that time. It was like Russ's contract. Yeah. He's getting paid like Russ, and he was not even playing. He was because he's crap. But then we got Deshante Murray. Traded to the Hawks. Yeah. That's honestly I think that could be one of the biggest trades that happens in the whole offseason. I think it's the Hawks giving up Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari, which gives them some cap flexibility, but then also they have to give up two of their own first round picks, but they're way down the line twenty twenty five and twenty twenty seven. However, the very key key aspect to this trade is that they're getting a twenty twenty three first round pick to Charlotte. And they're sending that to San Antonio. 
And the reason why that's the biggest part of this trade is that Charlotte is expected to be bad. Let's just be real. They're not going to be great. They're going to be contending for that number one pick. You know what I mean? And now the Spurs own Charlotte's pick. So the Spurs are going to have ample opportunity to get arguably the greatest draft prospect since LeBron James, Victor Wembiana. I tell you what, I saw the highlights. This guy looks unbelievable. I think the hype around him is a little much. I mean, I don't know. I saw this guy. This guy is seven foot two. I mean, look, something crazy like that. Look, I saw this guy playing like basically Jokic, but younger. He was able to do touch passes. He was able to dribble the ball up the court. He was able to extend the floor. He was able to rebound. He was able to pass. He was able to do everything on the court. He, he reminded me of, 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 God forbid I say it, but the way LeBron James can do everything on the court, Victor Wimbayana could do everything on the court. I wanna, Although I, do th- I don't think he will be LeBron, I just think this is one of the best prospects in terms of, like, no-brainer, you got to draft him that I've ever seen. I want to see him versus NBA players. We did see, like I said, when I was mentioning Chet Holmgren earlier, we did see in the U19 World Cup, we were just watching it, Victor Wimbayana versus choked, Chet Holmgren. Uh, and he did kind of choke in the end because France was winning that game, and then Chet in the USA ended up clutching it in the end. But I don't think, you know, I've had... One game can show enough. I don't think one game is going to show just how good this guy is. I, I mean, think he's good. I think he's good, but I don't think, like, the hype around him is... I think it's too much. Maybe. But how I, I think that what's going to get him, especially number one, besides the fact his talent is there, EuroLeague proven is getting more and more important, especially if in terms of my draft board, when I look at who I would want to draft. If you have a proven EuroLeague player, that is worth more to me than just a proven college player in the NCAA. You know what I mean? Like, we're looking at Luca, We're looking at many guys who have come in from the EuroLeague and just dominated. Dirk. You know, Dirk, exactly. So... Like, Luca being one of the best players in the NBA now, he got drafted number four. He didn't go number one because they slept on the EuroLeague. I don't think they're going to do that again. The NBA teams are not going to let another Luka Doncic slip through the cracks and fall to number four. It's just not going to happen. So whoever does get the number one pick is going to pick Victor Wimbayana and be a very, very happy franchise. However, I just don't know if tanking is the move for San Antonio because it's just a huge risk, you know? It's a huge risk. However... Wimbayana is is great. That's that's looking a year into the into the future, and ultimately the Spurs might end up failing the tank, and they won't even get the number one pick. And then they just traded Dejounte Murray for whoever they get in the second pick, or you know what I mean? They they, they everyone wants Wimbayana. Let's be real, it's him or bust. But we'll have plenty of time to see how Wimbayana plays out because he's gonna have a whole another season of Euroleague ball and all that. But I wanted to talk about how the Hawks are going to look next season with this trade because I think pairing up Trey Young and DeJounte Murray is going to be dangerous. I think you would agree. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Because DeJounte Murray has improved his game since he's been in the league. And a Extremely. Lot, and it's interesting because they're both the guards, so it's going to be interesting how the dynamic works because DeJounte Murray was obviously the main ball handler for San Antonio, and Trey Young is obviously the main ball handler for the Hawks, but now they're going to be on the same team. So I think both of them are going to have to work on their off-the-ball game. But Trey Young specifically, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this dynamic plays. Uh, you know, So where do you think the Hawks could, could be next year? Because obviously two years ago we were looking at them in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we were like, okay, the Hawks could be building something here. Now last season they were mid. Got down. That's what I'm saying. Now they add DeJounte Murray. I think they can go back to the Eastern Conference Finals. You think they can go back? For sure. And they'll be contending with the Bucks and all them? Most definitely. But you don't think they could, you know, like, DeJounte Murray isn't enough to get them into that championship contention. No, definitely not. They'll lose the finals. But they definitely are going to be better off than they were last season. I think they're going to be a contender. However, the Eastern Conference is just looking very, very loaded, and we're about to get into the next team that could end up beating the Hawks in in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Philadelphia 76ers. Because James Harden... Uh, opted out of his contract yesterday in one of the I, I might have criticized Harden a lot especially on this podcast and previously throughout my life however I must say James Harden with one of the most unselfish moves 
that a player could ever do, and I got a lot of respect for him for doing it. He opts out to give the 76ers more money so that they can be- get better players around him to win a championship. How do you feel about this move? It's good for the 76ers, but where do they go from here? Well, obviously they're going to be trying to fill out their squad with some better role players. Who are, so they, who are they picking up? Well, obviously free agency opens today, so obviously I think they're I think they were looking at PJ Tucker and a few other guys like that. But they're just looking they're just looking at role players. Exactly. You know, but I think when you have Embiid and you got Harden, you got Tyrese Halliburton, you get some options. You know, they're trying to trade Tobias Harris potentially. I think the Seventy Sixers got some options here. I think. Apparently, James Harden is locking in in the offseason. You know, they said that he's executing his basketball training like a month earlier or something. So he's going to be in like tip-top shape, apparently. So my main question is, do you think James Harden can have a rebound year and perform like the James Harden we know and love? I don't know if he's going to come back to the his prime James Harden. But do you think he can but just I be? Think he'll, I think he'll come back, yeah, to maybe like 15, 20 points a game. Well, let's be real. I don't think he needs to be the guy he was in Houston with Joel Embiid. Because Joel Embiid, that's the star of this team. And then if they have the more cap flexibility to get better players. They can really build a really deep squad around them. I really think Philadelphia could be a problem if they get this all to work out. You know what I mean? Yep. Because I think when you get right, though, that was a noble move. James no, Harden. When you when you get Harden, you get Halliburton, who's a good young talent, and you have Embiid, and you just get the good role players around him, which to me is the the key to winning any championship is having the good role players because every team that's competing has the the best of the best these days, two stars pretty much. So you what sets teams apart is the role players. So the Seventy Sixers, I think they'll be able to contend way more than they were last year because of this move. Because of the money, the flexibility that they're going to have. And I think ultimately Harden will be playing better and he'll buy into the system more. So I just think the whole dynamic for the 76ers is going to be much different this year. For sure. Ultimately, I, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to win the East or if they're even going to make the finals, but I think they'll be up there. I think they'll be up there as well. But I still think they're going to be one piece away as of right now. But ultimately, we'll see who, who they add in free exactly. agency. Um. But, yeah, with all that being said, uh, do you want to get into the music? Yeah, let's shoot it straight into it. Obviously, we've talked about him on this podcast before, and we, we literally, a few episodes ago, we were like, where is the album? We were a few Nav, episodes ago. Nav has finally announced his new album called Demons Protected by Angels. No further ado, what do you think about this? Man, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Let's be real, ever since 2020. Ever since he dropped the Deluxe, he dropped that Brown Boy 2 Deluxe after he dropped um, Emergency Tsunami. Yeah, oh, oh, I forgot about I that. Forgot about I forgot it. about it. I was bumping that hard Emergency Tsunami. I did forget about that. Um, reports are saying that the project or a single could be dropping on July 29th. Nothing is confirmed. Ultimately, what are your expectations for this project? I think it's going to be a banger. Mm-hmm. And this time, I think he's going to have crazy features. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Quavo. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, might even put in a Young Thug feature. I would be surprised if he didn't have some YSL features in there, given the current climate of what's going on. And he's, I think he's been working on this, pro, uh, this album, obviously, for a long time as well. So I, I assume them Young Thug and Gunna features are probably locked up and Definitely. they're going to the be fire. It's going to be crazy. Probably got a song, song with young, Gu- young Thug and Gunna on it. Uzi. Probably Uzi on there too. Uzi's on the album. We'll see. I think it'll be interesting to see. I think. Hell, maybe even Gucci. We haven't had a Gucci and Nav song in it since like 2017. It's been a minute. Since um, the Table Metro. Which is, I've still been waiting on that for a long time, too. Like I said, Nav, I'm still waiting on a lot of Nav projects that he's been kind of promised that we never got. Of course. But I'm interested to see the, how the production on this album sounds and the feature list. Because a lot of times people will say that the features always carry Nav. So I know a lot of people are looking to see how this feature list is going to look. Ultimately, we kind of went through how some of the features could look. But do you think Nav gets carried by features? 
Hell no. Nah. Nav can hold his own. It's Nav. So, uh, Navraj. <laughs> so, so, he so he holds his own every song. Definitely. He holds his own, but... Sometimes he does get beat. Sometimes he can get beat. However, that goes with any artist. That's true. And, and I think one thing about Nav is when you can, when you are, when you're always working with people that he worked with, the greats. Got a question though. You think Drake could be beat by who? Anyone. Like in what verses? Like a ver- like a hit. No, I'm saying like you put Drake on a song with somebody else. Could he be beat? Could he be beat? I think Lil Baby might have already beaten him last year with Wants and Needs. You're lying. I, like, like I love Drake, but to say that he's never been beat on a song is cap. Let's be real; he doesn't lose many, if any, if at all. It, that's what I'm saying. But it has happened before. Like, wants and needs a little, like you know, you know, when that one, when we first heard that one, when everyone first heard that that verse, that was like, damn. Like, However, man. though, he just carried Jack Harlow's album. He did carried the whole album. He, he carried the whole album <laughs> with one but song. Then, but, then, but then. He couldn't even carry his own album. Ooh. 21 carried his own. Nah, 21 carried his album. Nah. Some would say Some that. people wouldn't say that. But it's the, a dance album. If the only good song on the album, some would say, is with 21, they're going to say. But people say that because of the genre of music they listen to. If there's people that listen to more like Dance Drake, then they're going to like not it. say that. They're not going to say 21 carried but, it. But, but like, we, and we talked about this last week. When you get Drake, you're expecting... Rap. Bars. That's what I'm, not even necessarily bars because there's songs like Passion Fruit, like we said, and like vibe songs. But like, come on, you're not expecting uh, that one song where it's like he's sampling SpongeBob you know, or like whatever he's talking about. He's just all in all, though, bro. I think Nav, man, he can carry his, he can hold, he his, can hold his own. Sure. I, I hope Nav brings out some of the his own self production again for this project. I think. That's one of the best things an artist could do. Who are you hoping is going to be a producer on this album? Wheezy. Metro? Metro. Um, Sony Digital? Or, yeah, not Sony. That's I, his name. I, I love Sony Digital's production. I don't yeah. know, Have we seen Nav and him work together? I don't know. I don't know. But that would be fire, that would though. Be fire. Um, I would like is he working with Southside? I would love to see that. Love to see that. Southside. Murder. Murder. At the... Like... Um, t- turbo, run turbo, it, run it back, turbo. We need that. We need at the very least you need those typical producers that you get those YSL producers like Turbo, Easy, and then I would love to see Metro, and then I would honestly I would love to see just some of Nav's own production in there. Yeah, because I've said this before with other artists like Kanye and Travis Scott. They are at their best when they're producing their own songs. I think that's very true as well. I, I feel like that's the case for for any artist that can produce for themselves. Because at the end of the day, you know your own work and you know your own style better than anybody else does. So if Nav can get back to producing some of his own tracks on this, it would be fire. You know what I mean? But I just don't know if that's going to happen. But when you work for two years, you know, an artist like Nav, if you've been working for two years, what have you been working on? <laughs> So I like I should exp- I should see like what he's some of the st- some exactly. of the best stuff that Nav has ever dropped. I, I would say I would be like when you hype it up and you like you do this, you gotta come through. Gotta and come and through. Nav has never really missed for me. So why would I expect him to miss now? It's true. Um, you got Logan Paul signing culture. Oh, yeah. Transitioning to culture real quick, just so you know, you know, but. Logan Paul signed to WWE. What did you say about Logan Paul? We were just good look- move. We were just looking at it. Honestly, I love the move. Sure, I think, think it's a smart move. Yeah, I think he's a good fighter. I think w- we saw it in the WrestleMania event that he did. Not that I'm a huge WWE fan or not, but I think Logan Paul is just entertaining. Yeah, sure. and WWE is pure entertainment. We know it's not real, so it's just the entertainment factor. And if you bring Logan Paul there, it's going to be entertaining. You know, he, he's guaranteed to bring sales. He's guaranteed to bring um, people to your, your your event. Could he revive the WWE? I think I I swear I think Logan Paul could can revive the WWE. I think he's that big. I think Logan Paul can revive the WWE if you introduce an interesting rival. I agree with that. Imagine they could like obviously Jake is doing his own thing, but imagine they publicized it and it was like Logan versus Jake. 
or something like that. That yeah. would, the ratings would be so high for sure. Like, I think I think both of the Paul brothers on their own, they're just they they just they they just have money. They just anything that they do, it's getting a lot of ticket sales. It's getting a lot of people talking about it. We're talking about it. You know what I mean? Like they just they're in the news constantly. So that's why I think this is a great move for Logan and the WWE. I don't think it's gonna be a good move if he gets hurt. <laughs> but do you don't see him get hurt? Do, you pe- do, do people really even get hurt though in the WWE? Stuff happens, of course. But like nothing like that serious though. Like it's gotta be kind of like they're not even really trying to hurt each other and shit like that. Yeah, but accidents happen. Of Fall course. off ladders and stuff like that. But like that could happen to anything. He's literally boxed and stuff before. He fought KSI. Of course. Like, I don't think you could be worried about an injury in WWE, but you box. Box. You know what I mean? And his brother boxes and. And Logan has said that he would have he would return to the ring again if that the the money was right and the opportunity was right. I don't know if that we'll see that happen because I think Logan with his between the drink and then this, like I think Logan is just doing a lot. And he's got his own podcast, you know, obviously impulsive, which, you know, I love watching sometimes. They have some of the best guests. But that's why I think Logan is such a smart businessman and that's why I think it's good for the WWE to sign up because they need somebody. To be real, they haven't been relevant since John Cena. Damn. John Cena is still relevant, but, like, nobody's... It's no not, one's listening to him. Not, like, since, like, 2010 or whatever. Like, that's when, that's when WWE was really relevant, I guess. Like, that was back in the day. Like, nobody is really focusing on WWE. That's just what it is. But I think this move can revive it, honestly. Really yeah. do. I really do. For sure. Yeah, I really do think. Now we got, how you pronounce it, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell? Ghislaine. I don't know how to say it. Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein accomplice. <laughs> Sentenced to 20 years? Sentenced to 20 years. Mm-hmm. What do you guys say about it? I think you probably should have got more. Ooh. I mean, if if if. If it if it's all as as bad as it's made and been made out to be, and obviously it, it's pretty damn bad. So how far do you believe the theory? Like l- not theory, but the, yeah, the conspiracy theory. That like with the presidents and all that, they're all like, heck of the government's all involved and all that. Shit. How far do you it go for you? I don't know. My like I've I've definitely heard some of it from my dad and stuff. That do you like, believe the islands? Yeah, but I I, I thought I, th- I thought was, I thought that was a confirmed thing. Exactly, it's confirmed. Yes, I'm saying. So what, but do you believe like they like like crazy like like celebrities went out there? Oh, yeah. No way. Didn't Bill Clinton go there? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So if Bill Clinton was going there back in the day, who else was going there? A lot of people. Did, didn't they? Like, I'm sure actors and shit like that. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people. Go, like, I'm not going to say a lot of people because, like, I don't think this is something that, like, a lot of people. Insider put, type thing. But, like, there's definitely, like. Some, some people that we would be like, whoa. There's definitely some A-list people who are, like, weird that would do some weird shit that, like, he was doing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's too far-fetched. And if you look at the like the rumored people who were kind of there, you're kind of like some of them are weirdos, but then some of them you like. Think she's gonna get murdered in prison? Um, I don't know if murder. No, I feel like probably gonna kill herself if if anything's going to happen to her. Cause like she's gonna be on pr- protected watch or something like that. Watch twenty four seven. Yeah, but but you know how that shit goes. Of course. And you're watching twenty four seven, but then like this is them watching it. They're covering their eyes. You know, they're like. They, they throw her the rope and kill her. Oh, there you go. And they, oh, I was watching, though. You know what I mean? That's what they're doing. Facts. So, like, I'm just kind of surprised it's even gotten to this point. But I don't, like, like I said, it's not my uh, necessarily my knowledge of expertise per se. But I do think that she probably should have got more. But I don't think she'll even be serving close to this because she's probably going to die. Whether it's of her own taking or probably or somebody else. Conditions in prison, too. And her age, she won't make it long. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like she's just going to, like, kill herself eventually. And then everyone's going to, like, it's going to be uproar again, talking about the conspiracy theories and all that. And How true are they? We'll never know. You know, we may never know. But I just want to see, like, some of the stuff come to light, though. But, like, this is one of the only people who who would know. And Will we ever really get to hear her perspective on it? I don't know. You might know. I don't know. I think um, I think there were some powerful people at that, those islands, and 
we're going to find out who those people are eventually. Mm -hmm. Maybe not all of them, but found out Bill Clinton, but is he getting charged or? No, because he's still still a free man. That's what I'm saying. So that's why why it's always been weird because it's like, Never no confirmed like but no charges. I don't understand. He, it's it's he was it was documented that he like visited the island. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I know. I, I remember seeing that. So like over like a lot like a lot like of he times. Was, he was there a lot of times. He was like doing some some weird shit. And I I remember I even heard a story or whatever like Epstein had like a he had like a piece of like blackmail that he would use against Clinton. You know, at a certain point, I remember hearing about that. So I think like the whole thing is like. I don't know. It's crazy. I just can't believe something like this even like kind of goes on, and the fact that like the government and stuff is involved—that's like the, the thing that's like. I don't now know. let me tell you something. Well, let me tell you something. There's going to be someone out there, whether it's a journalist or like, hey, it could be us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, someone's going to get to the bottom of this, and it's going to open up so much more stuff that we don't even know about. That's what, I, I agree with that. I feel like this is this could be one of those things that like once one domino falls, the whole thing comes down. You know, but like at the same time, if that if that was the case, you would think that the domino would have fallen by now. Nah, it takes time. This type of stuff takes time. Think about how long it took for aliens. Now now the CIA has come out and said, "Oh, aliens are real." You yeah. know that, right? They yeah. came out with the documents saying, oh, yeah, FBI yeah. saying, oh, yeah. And then, like, when they released, like, JFK documents and stuff like that, it took, like, years at first. That's what out. I'm saying. So this will come out eventually. It's just going to take a little I'm, bit of while, a while, whether it's a journalist I or really FBI agent going down there and I really don't figuring know. it all out. I really don't know. Like, there obviously, there has to be pieces of physical evidence and stuff like that. So unless somebody we don't know about or, like, like has it and is going to eventually come forward, like, I don't know. It's getting to that point where it's like, how many people really know what would have went on, you know, and who saw it, and who's willing to even? It's not a. It? It's true, but it's about how many people are staying quiet. A lot of people. Exactly. I'm sure there's a lot of people who know. Oh, like, there's probably a few people who know like a lot, and there's probably a lot of people who know bits and pieces. Exactly, and but, then what if they start putting the bits and pieces together? But you would. But like that's the thing, though. They're either getting paid off so much because, like, if if a lot of people know bits and pieces, that would like rumors would be spreading. Like that's how the world works. It wouldn't have lasted this long. And they are spreading, but like, there's never been no like legitimacy, like a hundred percent confirmed. Like it's just rumors. Takes time. Like until I think until you see something come out to where it's like X thing, FBI be dealing with that happened. Terrorism and all that shit, man. They'll get to this eventually. I'm just saying, like, until. I want to see something come out into where it says, like, this 100% happened. Here's the proof. This person was there at this time. Wait a couple years, bro. It's coming. People have been saying that for a long time. It's coming soon. People have been saying that for a long time. You sound like my dad right now. (laughs) My dad always would be like, yeah, just wait. This is going to happen. And then it never would, you know, in terms of the the political stuff. Because, like, he would believe in in these theories. Ultimately, if the government doesn't want it to come out, I don't think it's going to come out because it's the government. I don't trust them. Like we said, the aliens, JFK, all the shit's coming out. Because they wanted it to come out. It was a time. Exactly. So it's going to be time for this. This is this not going to be time because this would change the the course of history. This would change the way you look at potentially like presidents and shit like that. Like it would like tarnish the, the legacy of the country like at a certain point. You know what I mean? Like I don't think... People like people would be able to like people would definitely think differently of America if it was like presidents X through X they were all accomplices and they were always going to the island like this country was basically being run by a bunch of predators for X a year at the X year it'd just be a big problem you know what I mean for sure but like that low key might be what's happening now anyway because like the government God knows what they're doing speaking of that you got R Kelly go got sentenced. Going to prison for 30 years <laughs> okay. for sex trafficking. That's what I'm saying. How, how is R. Kelly getting more than Giselle Maxwell? An accomplice to Jeffrey Epstein is getting less than R. Kelly? I mean, don't get me re- wrong. R. Kelly definitely was doing some fucked up shit. Real fucked up. Like, I, I seen a documentary one time. Real I bad. didn't see the details about I seen, it. I seen some of the documentary stuff. Real bad. Besides the fact he's pissing on girls and stuff like that, which is, like, weird. He was, like, grooming them and shit like that. Like, he groomed this... I forgot the female artist's name, but he... I think he signed a female artist when she was, like, 15. Like, was grooming her up. And then, like, they was, like... 
it was like dating, but they weren't dating, and she was like sixteen. And he oh was like no! It was, wait, it was she still popping? I forgot her name, man. If you if you look it up, it'll, it'll, you look up R. Kelly artist female. If you forgot her name, it's it's but she, but she, popping. I don't think, but I think she did have a hit though with R. Kelly, obviously, like because R. Kelly had hits at the time, so she was making music with him too. Besides like the other shit, that's weird. But like, I'm pretty sure they had hits, but like that was that was pretty much it. And but like, obviously, it was the guy was messed up. Yeah, it's over for him. It's over. For. It's been over though. For, let's be real. Now it's like confirmed over with the sentencing, but like. It's been over for. It's been over. It's been over for him. Like there's literally <laughs> nothing going for him no more. Nah. He's got no hope. Like thirty years can't count him as a legend anymore. Nah. Nope. Because of what? It, yeah. The le- legacy is tarnished. The legacy's tarnished. Le- like it doesn't matter how great of the music is when you do some some shit like that. You know what I mean? I think it's honestly, y- your legacy isn't even as badly tarnished if you get caught with like murder or something. But when you're doing the, the, the stuff R. Kelly was doing, that's what really tarnishes your legacy. Because that's like murder. Though. That tarnishes your legacy. No, no, no. But like, if you like, sometimes like you, I don't know, get away with it. Murder. I'm not even gonna count the, the, the like the female stuff. And we were like, what R. Kelly was doing, that's worse than like murder. Sometimes, I honestly, like, because sometimes like murder, like I don't know. Sometimes shit happens. I feel like. There's, there's certain circumstances where it's like unlucky or like a bad circumstance, unfortunate. The person didn't deserve it, but they kind of did. They were just a bad person. And there's stuff that can tarnish your legacy, but it can't ruin it completely. Like you heard about Michael Jordan trying to get with Scottie Pippen's wife back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You heard about that? Nah, I actually didn't. Yeah. But the, the same, uh, the same, the same wife that Future. Yep, the same. Nah. I'm pretty sure it was the same one. Nah. Back in the day, MJ got with her. He tried. Did, did he? Nah, she she said no. She stuck loyal to Scotty, but then she ended up getting with Future anyway. Exactly, that's fucked up. How you gonna diss? How you gonna like say nah to MJ, but then like Future? It's Future. But it's MJ though. If you weren't, if you knew you weren't gonna be loyal, you might as well just get MJ in there too. Chicks think that Future's the goat. You know that. But MJ was literally the like goat at one time. At that time, at at that time, during that time, yeah, when he tried to do that, exactly, and she and she still <laughs> said nah. Yeah, might have been a different wife. I have to look at that, look it up. But yeah, like I don't know why she would do that. Yeah, but I, I, you wouldn't say that tarnishes MJ's legacy. But for trying to like completely, but for trying to get with it, uh, Scotty Pippen's wife. Yeah, that was his boy. No, nah, it doesn't tarnish his legacy though. But it is kind of messed up though. To do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's happened a lot in the history of the NBA. I actually, I haven't uh, ever really, like, I remember Delante West uh, was trying to sleep with LeBron James's mom. I think you wouldn't believe it. What? The one that's one of the most messed up ones, huh. Paul George and George Hill. What happened? Paul George tried to get with his wife. Were they on the same team? When Pacers. Back in the day, I didn't even know about that. The, back in the day, damn. What did and he, did and he, they he, were like this, locked in. Were, and, but did he get with her successfully? I don't know, but yeah, I remember that. I, I that's crazy. I don't understand, man. Why would you put your team and your like everything on the line just to get with his wife? I don't understand that, man. Yeah, it doesn't even pop up. Nah, because I spelled his name wrong. No way. Yeah. Hibbert's fiance? He, he did it with multiple. Oh, no. It must have been with Hibbert. Oh, no. Multiple. No, he, no way. Bro, this guy is a menace to society, bro. Paul George? This guy is a menace to society. This man took Roy Hibbert's wife and George Hill's wife. What is wrong with him? Dude, Kawhi better watch his back. Kawhi better watch his back? Come on now. It's Kawhi, bro. bro Come on now. Kawhi better watch his back, bro. This. No way. No millionaire rapper started a fair with Scotty Pippen. Nah, that that was future. Okay. Nah, I don't see nothing. Oh no. Nah, I don't know. No way. Michael Jordan had to pay one hundred and sixty-eight million to his wife after reportedly being jealous of Scotty Pippen. Oh, no, it was when Scottie Pippen was uh, fucking with Madonna. My bad, not his wife. He was messing with Madonna. Damn. 
Scotty Pippen and Madonna. Damn. Who know? Who knew about that? I didn't. Who knew about that? But I wasn't around. Bro, you weren't even alive. And then bro. Michael Jordan know. tried to steal Madonna from Scotty. Damn. Damn. His, his wife got jealous, and he had to pay. That's, that's crazy. $168 million. What do you think about that? That's 100. I mean, bro, it's MJ. He got the money. I guess it's MJ, and he has a hundred, just $168 million to throw. Bro, I'm literally... I'm not wearing Jordans right now, but I've, I've got, like, five pairs back in my crib. That's, like, I just gave Jordan $1,000 for that. Like, or five pairs, like, $500, sure. you know what I mean? It's like, but, yeah, overall, though, this will definitely, this is ruining R. Kelly's legacy, and he's done a, for. Yep, and we'll really, realistically, never hear from him again for the next 30 years. Goodbye, R. Kelly. We'll, we'll talk about you in the uh, Shooter Straight podcast in 30 years. Hey, in thirty years on on the pod, we'll we'll announce like, oh, he's free. Like, you know what he's mean? free. Yeah. How old is he? Is he is, is he's he making, making it? it? No, he's making it. He ain't making it. You think? What is he, bro? That Looks nigga. Like old. old. R. Kelly, bro. He old. How old is he? Fifty-five. Oh no, he ain't making it. He's not making it. No, he ain't making it. Not on jail food. He ain't making it, bro. Yeah, he ain't making it. He's not making it. Yeah, he's not. Well, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, with all that being said, thank y'all for checking out uh Shooter Straight Podcast episode thank you number for, eight. Thank you for tuning in. Um keep liking, liking, liking all of our clips. The reels. And follow the re- us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We love the feedback, so keep commenting. Whether it's positive, negative. Your opinion on what we talked about. We'd love to hear it. And maybe we'll even address, uh, if you say something, we maybe even address it in the next episode. Facts. So you never know. Um, I'm Zach. And I'm Blue. And uh, thank y'all for checking out this episode of the podcast. We'll be back soon. Peace. Peace. Continue to shoot it straight.